Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're continuing our discussion about community development, what it is, what happened to it, does it still offer possibilities for improving our world Mm. and ourselves. Yeah, so both Jacques and I have been involved in a lot of community development projects over the years, not least Borderlands Cooperative itself. Jacques also taught community development for many years and we talked about a, a bit of his history with this in the last program. So I'd like to go over some of the points he made last week about community development's potential for social change. I'd also like to relate community development to some of the things we're seeing in our society and our communities today. So from a personal point of view, I suppose I'm concerned that the job for community development seems to be getting bigger and bigger while um, Mm. um, Mm. projects are becoming smaller and fewer. So what community development needs to counteract is getting larger and larger, given the onslaughts of command and control government, which we've talked a bit about, mm. and the way mm. that the will and interests of ordinary people are being constantly bulldozed. As one example, there's the recent removal of the old native trees in Gandolfo Gardens in Moreland against huge community opposition over quite some time, and now ongoing grief and anger, I'd add. Uh, This was to make way for level crossing removals, which everyone supports. But we know from experts that this could have been done without pulling down mature native trees. But the response of the state government to any attempts at dialogue or participation can largely be summarised as talk to the hand. And then, of course, there's the case of a community garden in Moreland, which was developed and nourished by community volunteers and community members over many years connecting with and supporting each other and using hand, body Mm. and heart to connect with the natural world Mm -hmm. in a creative, collective, creative way. Under new management, the welfare organisation that was um, tried to close it with only four weeks' notice. Volunteers who had put their life into it, they were shocked and devastated. The local community also that in general loves its green community space rebelled in a big way But after thousands of hours of dedicated, uh, unpaid, dedicated work to save it, Mm. the garden went to Mm. the management of another top-down command and control welfare organisation running on corporate principles. Yep, as they do. Uh, So consequently, most of the volunteers have left. And I should say I don't want to name the garden because I also wouldn't wish to spoil it for people who are still finding Mm -hmm. some benefit there. And I'll multiply those examples by by, by 200. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see that happen all over the place. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people give up. Mm -hmm. And so that's just two examples. Local government wasn't able to help much in either case, despite support and efforts of a couple of councillors. Um, which also says something about the role of local government, mm-hmm. which yes. we're definitely going to come back to. 
So uh, also in both examples, we can see community activism and community development to varying degrees with people mm -hmm. band banding together just to keep, just to keep what's of value to them. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, as another example that's been in the news um, of the opposite, we have addictive poker machines allowed in new housing areas on Melbourne's outskirts, like in Casey, somehow with a, um, offering a commercial mm -hmm. solution mm -hmm. to fill the vacuum in the lives of isolated That's people right. who mm -hmm. aren't connecting with each other. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, of course, these poker machines, which we know are addictive, mm -hmm. but ultimately they bleed a lot of people and families and communities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, on an even larger scale, we have devastating decisions by those supposed to be representing our interests and wishes, not least our federal government's inaction on climate change, mm -hmm. the below poverty level of Centrelink payments, mm -hmm. the lack mm -hmm. of affordable housing, mm -hmm. and the corporatization and individualization of our lives in general and every aspect mm -hmm. of our lives to the point that it's hard to get away from it. Mm -hmm. And many people in paid work are virtually dedicating their lives and their best talents and efforts to just buying a house, mm -hmm. even though they probably never set out to say, I'm going to dedicate my yes. life to and, buying and, a house. <laughs> and, and, really, and really stay in debt for the rest of their lives. Mm, and, and those not mm. in paid employment, mm. of course, mm. or in underpaid or insecure mm -hmm. work, exactly. they're increasingly finding themselves homeless. And mm -hmm. many are shocked to find themselves in that position, mm -hmm. um, including older women who have had careers and families mm -hmm. and jobs. Yep. So, Jacques, I'm going to hand this all... I'm dumping this all on you, Jacques. Now, thank you, thank you. Thank for solving you this much. for us. So, Jacques, uh -huh. these are the sorts of things we're up against. Now, let's talk about community development. <laughs> thank you, Jacques. So, last week, you used the term development of community rather than the more usual community development, and I know you have a reason for that. And you said it means, amongst other things, supporting communities in processes of self-determination. So, Jacques, why can't community development start with self-determination? Why can't people do it for themselves? And why do they need a community development expert coming in? We sort of need to, avoiding to give you a lecture about that because that could be the result <laughs> since you called me a grandfather last year, <laughs> the grandfather of community development last year. <laughs> So well, it's quite well, important. I didn't call you the great grandfather, great great. Of course, <laughs> well, community development was, you know, well and truly there before you came to Australia in the 80s, it was. Jack. I just picked up some of the threads. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to unpack the questions you asked. You asked first of all, why community development can't start with self-determination? It's an interesting way of putting it because one really has to ask who the self is in that in that equation. One doesn't have to quote Marx really to understand that alienation today is as rampant, as, if not worse, as it was in his time. Mm, so uh, alienation, um, so a feeling of disconnection? From who say? they are, but also a disconnection from, from life, a disconnection from one another, mm -hmm. uh, becoming just individuals. And I that guess that's is, the word alienation, then yeah. people are feeling like an alien in yeah, their own an place. An alien, and, and yeah, exactly. And mm. distancing it from a, from a healthy sense of self as well. Mm -hmm. So the self people nowadays think about first 
is the in their individual self and it's preservation rather than what the often non-existing community is about and what it would be there for particularly also with all the migration and all of the the way in which people now move to big cities stuff like that so the 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 community is actually quite quite a, a concept but it is not a reality anymore in which people live particularly mm. not in growing cities so except in the, pockets maybe yeah here and there pockets you're right uh, your second question asked why they could not do self-determination for themselves the answer to that really is because community only seems to happen really nowadays when something goes wrong like a disaster like after the, the, mm, bushfires. the bushfires and yeah. then there's big comments about oh yeah that's when community comes together but really one has to ask do we need a disaster before yeah. we can and become community that, that's the what is sad things so that means uh, when something has been taken away from them like in the Gondol- the Gandolfo Gardens most people, people really don't have a positive concept of community anymore which is also why they don't can do as you have asked, self-determination by themselves. Mm. Uh, I know that I'm putting that strongly, but we, ha- we, we have by now had enough programs in Think Again pointing out that our main attention should go to relationality and to addressing the morbid, lonely, competitive individualism imposed on us, but it is destroying our sense of the social and the collective, something we absolutely need in times Mm. where our very survival is at stake because of the climate crisis, for Mm. example. So any examples So we really need to understand that we're connected with each other and the natural world. Exactly, and not just call on community when the disaster is in front Mm. of the door. We can't do a user-pace approach to a bushfire, Mm, I guess. Totally not. So the examples you offered, Gandolfo and the, and the garden in Moorland, they only refer to one understanding, really, of development of community, namely the activist version mm. we distinguished in last program from those approaches which focus on the building and restoration of local mm. community. So not really, yeah, because the, mm. the garden in mm-hmm. Moorland mm. was very much a community development project that yeah. focused on building community. Yeah, and it was destroyed, as you said, because yeah. of the fact that that's not and the way... And then the activist kicked in. That's right. Rather than only looking at resisting or fighting the powers that be or praising and celebrating community as it comes together in disaster times. Mm. So I'm not arguing against political activism as an Mm, important part of community development for power from below, uh, self-determination, all of the things we talked about last time. But given the loss of sociality and relationality and indeed the loss of community or communion, much of the sustainable energy needed for political action will dissipate and will become, as it is already now, to quite a degree, reduced to clicktivism. People doing clicks on their Clicking. computers and on their screens. And having lots of friends and, and li- lots of liking. That's correct. And looking which, at liking. <laughs> which then becomes actually part of the avoidance of the real touchable kind of community of being together mm-hmm. in, in, in life and in meetings and in talkings and in mutual support and all of that. So as a matter of fact, much of the international learning from activist movements like Occupy, Indignados, Gilets Jaunes, even Extinction Rebellion, Rebellion, they have learned that. They turned and turned to and are turning to community building in the suburbs and the regions to create the lasting power the lasting power that's important to effectively resist impositions by state and capital so 
it is really important to combine what I call the internal building of community, mm-hmm. relationality, mm-hmm. Uh, as well as then f- fighting, resisting the powers from the outside, which that want to destroy this. Mm-hmm. And probably on that note, we better go to a bit of music. Sweet Mother by the Charcoal Club. I'd been away a lot of years and came home to our traditional land. I seen my mum walking with her sister and her cousin sister. And they were walking where their grandmothers had walked and where their grandmothers had walked. I mean, how lucky am I to see that? See the winter in her eyes They say she tells no lie Old woman in the autumn years They listen to the hear when you walk this land. Helping us to understand when you walk this land. Help me to be a man, sweet mother. Project are a Melbourne-based organisation that have been replanting Indigenous trees in Victoria for 30 years now, and we need your help. You can become a Tree Project member, a seedling grower in your own backyard, or organise your friends to do a planting day. If you're a landholder in rural Victoria and would like to restore habitat on your land, Tree Project is keen to help out. We also offer sponsorship opportunities and take work teams for a planting day. Visit treeproject.org.au to learn more. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about community development and its potential to create meaningful social change and sustain our human and non-human connections. So we've talked a lot about the central importance of relationality, which we keep coming back to over different programs, and the fact that we all only really exist within a living network of relationships with each other and Mm. the natural world. That's who we are as human beings. I'd argue we need healthy relationality right now in the present, excuse me, regardless of any forward plans or predictions. Um, We can make our heaven here and now. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait. Yes, utopia now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So fostering healthy relationality will also be crucial for any social change or social movement, any, no matter its aims or its methods or its philosophy or affiliations. So Jacques, I guess my next question in my interview of you today is, can you tell me where and how community development comes in to help us create and sustain a better world together? Mm-hmm. 
uh, I could say everywhere, but uh, I probably focus on about three points. Learning, first of all, to adapt interpersonal and ecological relationships which have been distorted or adopted, sorry, rather than adapt. You know, the, one of the big examples which we are living through now is the reaction to the coronavirus crisis. What do people do? They go individual shopping and they, you know, stockpile toilet paper, mm. of all things. So that is our reaction nowadays in cities where community, for example, does not exist or is very weak. And uh, people go individually and stock up stuff. <laughs> so you sort of wonder. Uh, but that is really, therefore, one of the, of the leverage points where we need to go and adopt, improve interpersonal capabilities, ecological capabilities of people. So as an important task of developing community, the second thing I would emphasize is the increased capabilities we have still latently in us to overcome feelings of disconnection and isolation from mainstream society. Mainstream society, technologically, politically, and in so many other ways, economically, seeks to divide us against one another, and if not against one another, to basically isolate us from one another. And so our lives are being being segregated in segments, for example, work, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, living, mm. and uh, where we recreate ourselves. They are actually in three distinct areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me of that phrase, work-life mm-hmm. balance. Yeah. Whenever I hear that phrase, I think... What is work if it's not part of your life? Exactly. And we like just, it's life outside yeah. your work. Yeah, and we actually <laughs> shove it into three quite detached areas, uh, therefore segregating us into, again, individuals doing that kind of a work we are supposed to do in those isolated, mm. segregated societal areas. So that's mm-hmm. the th- second thing I would say. Uh, really trying to overcome the feelings and the practices which disconnect us. The third thing, increasing our capabilities to have influence over the shape of our world and the things and powers that affect and oppress communities. So Mm. not doing away with what we have been talking initially in Mm. our programs, but the thing is that it is only when we start to foster good relationships, healthy relationships Mm. within the community, between people, rather than the petty controversies which often sit between neighbours or in our streets or in our organisations. That actually should be addressed Mm. to give us the energy to resist impositions from the outside. Mm. And that means from governments or from capitalism or whatever whatever it is. Tune into 3CR on March 8th as we dish up another feast of radical ideas to end gender inequality. Centering the voices of First Nations, refugee, migrant women and gender diverse people. Challenging liberal and corporate feminisms in discussions on sovereignty, workers' rights, nuclear disarmament, environmental justice, animal rights, as well as music and performance. From 11pm Saturday, March 7 to midnight Sunday, March 8 on 3CR Digital, 8.55am and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Check the website for more details. Roasting the Patriarchy. Recipes for dismantling the system. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 8.55am on your dial. 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. 
Today we're talking about community development and if and how it can be helpful in building a better present and a better future. And I'm continuing an interview with Jacques on this topic. Jacques, why do you think community development has gone out of fashion or perhaps been co-opted by the mainstream system or even being co-opted by commercial interests such as poker machine venues? It's a double-shot answer to that. First of all, it has traditionally already been co-opted and integrated in the mainstream system uh, just by the very fact that, for example, governments paid certain programs and employs community development workers. They sit constantly in the middle of a hard, you know, of a hard place and a, and a, and a, and a, and a brick because of the <laughs> fact that they, if they really side with the community, they are seen to act against their employer, so they bite the hand that feeds. Mm. So it's, it's a really difficult, that has happened traditionally and it goes all the way back for decades and decades in the history of community development. So being in the system and working often against the system has been traditionally a, an ear an earmark of, of, mm. of, the, uh, of community development. Mm. And of, if you think about it, of all working in that in-between space, mm. whether it's social service programs and things like that, mm. if you want to side with your client, you usually have to start being careful that, that your job is not being chopped. So, and when you say client, of course, you're talking about the community member, mm-hmm. not the That's right. so person who's paying you. Ex- exactly. So, it, traditionally, community Which development... Which is really two clients. Yeah. <laughs> it has never really been out of that contradictory space. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, question of whether it has gone out of fashion, it, I don't believe it has. You know, it's. I'm thinking that it sits still in a variety of other programs, activist uh, networks and things like that. It has gone out of fashion, you're right with that, from traditional funding bodies, governments and philanthropy, because they had learned that, uh, you know, community development usually turned into something which questioned the, 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 the works and the activities and the power of those in power. So given the the change in the political economic regime, which has moved to neoliberal and economic rationalist impositions and elite funding, really, because it believed in this trickle-down mystery of uh, neoliberalism that you give to the wealthy and they will then devotely let it trickle down like they have like a hundred, hundred billions or something like that, mm-hmm. and then they they say, okay, I devote ten billion dollars to to fighting malaria or something mm-hmm. like that, and we say, oh, what a great guy that is. So this is that belief in elite funding, and that's where a lot of the money, even if not directly, it has gone to those elite by not by not taxing them properly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. in that kind of in that kind of context inequality has grown like like anything because the trickle down has not happened and because of the emphasis and policies and funding that means that community development as it used to be for let's say 40 50 years mm-hmm. in Australia probably most pronounced since the mid 70s under Whitlam Till, let's say the early 90s, mid 90s, has sort of like gone out of fashion since. And, uh, but it lives under, underneath, un, in the underground, 
very, very much in a whole variety of newly emerging networks, initiatives, things like that. For example, just to name a couple, you get the, uh, you know, the, the Indignados, you get the, uh, the, what's it called again, the Occupy, the Occupy movement, you get uh, Extinction Rebellion, all of that kind of, kind of thing. And they really, if you think about them, they employ a lot of the tactics and uh, strategies and also the ideologies and the philosophies of community development. So whilst community development as a word and a concept may, it has disappeared from curricula, for example, in social work, and the many of the courses which were available in TAFE on community development have disappeared. Mm. Uh, many of those have just shrunk to one or two subjects in the context of community services. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, whilst it has gone almost like in hiding in as far as the concept is concerned, it still lives on, I'm fairly certain, in a whole variety of mm. practices, resistances, networks. And we, we Local projects. Totally. We should, community driven yeah, projects. Like the ones you have been mentioning before. Yeah, so it was there. But unfortunately, it has not been sustained. Or they have not been sustained mm. as they, for example, would have under the AAP program for Whitlam. So, you know, in a way, as you say, it's always a good thing to, to challenge the, the dominant system. Uh, and I think that is what we need to continue to do, even if we don't call it community development anymore. It is that resisting outside influences, which... Uh, you know, basically kill off what it is that we want to to foster, that we want to sustain, that we want to recreate and make people capable of again, and mm. that is relations. So, yeah. so I guess it's always a good thing to challenge the dominant narrative that we're all just atomised individuals, right? Yeah. And as Margaret Thatcher put it, I think she said it, there's no such thing as society. So... And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy that leads to a lot of loneliness and despair. Yeah, exactly. Just received an, a, a, an address which was held by Manaya King, who is a, the Maori chair of a New Zealand charity, the Mackenzie Trust. The title of that, that address was Relationships First, Money After. That's a philanthropic trust. So the proper way of approaching collaboration in this particular case with indigenous peoples, he said, first examine your own organisation whether you are ready to have a relationship with Indigenous people, then build a relationship with them and finally understand their customs, their values and practices and then start to do whatever it is that you wanted to do with your money as a philanthropic trust. Mm -hmm. So moving to some service announcements, the next issue of the new community will precisely deal with the grassroots ideology so and where has that stayed in the context of community development. So that's the journal New the Community. Journal, the new, that's right, which mm -hmm. Borderlands uh, helps bring about. The second issue of the year will, will feature stories and interviews with ecological school strikers. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've got quite a line of, of people That's who are great. happy to uh, tell their stories, why they are doing it, why the, the experience And come with... to 3CR and tell yes. their stories. That's yep. fantastic, Shark. Mm. So thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Shark Belay and Jennifer Burrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. 
Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.